Now, welcome to the CatTunes podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Crowley. On this podcast, I'm going to talk about the stories behind my songs, the production tools that I've used, the production methods that I've employed, the instruments that I've played, the instruments that I've discovered, the arrangement methods that I've used, the real-life stories which precipitated the creation of my entire albums or of my separate tracks. So let's jump right into it, shall we? And uh, welcome you listening to the CatTunes Podcast. This is episode 62, and today I'm going to be talking about a song called Siren from the Reborn Heart album. We're still on this album, and uh, Siren is a pretty interesting song. I would say that it is, well, it's very sensual, let's put it this way. It was written exactly uh, to reflect this kind of sentiment. It was written to lure, it was written to seduce. And that, I think, to a large extent explains uh, its melodic aspects and uh, the choice of lyrics and also the uh, chord progression and, you know, all of that musical kitchen. It explains that as well. And it's kind of on the darker side. It is kind of on the darker side because, see, I guess at the time I thought, well, I'm just like a siren, and I'm probably perceived by some men, I might be perceived as a siren. The common knowledge about sirens, however, is that, you know, a siren sort of gets the sailor, and then the sailor drowns. But, of course, uh, there is also an opinion that actually, well, maybe the sailor lives on with the siren, or something along those lines. Anyways, there is this kind of fatal connotation to the siren and to the very concept of it. And I think at the time uh, when Reborn Heart was being written, uh, when it was being created, I felt that way a lot and that was not me wanting to be a siren, it was me feeling that I might be perceived as a siren by certain men who wouldn't want to do anything with me really in the long term but who would rather just, uh, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, just goof around, play around, whatever, and then leave. So, I sort of adopted that, um, it's not a mask, it's like I've adopted that I was wallowing in this perception. I was going along with it and I was trying to feel it out. What would it be like to be that siren? If I'm perceived that way, what does it feel like? Can I be this? Is there any of that siren within myself? And of course, with a great deal of certainty, I can say that, of course, there is a good deal of a siren within myself, but that is not all of me. But at the time, I had to discover this part of me, and I think the siren concept is like a leftover from the earlier Lilith concept that I've also been digging extensively. Again, why? Because there was a man who... who who saw me exactly as Lilith, who actually named me Lilith, 
who told me that I am a demon. Uh, and loving me is essentially wrong. So again, I was trying to incorporate this darker aspects of femininity, let's put it this way. I was trying to incorporate, in, incorporate it within myself, get comfortable with it. And I wasn't like rationalizing through this at the time. I was just writing music and I guess nowadays I can look back at that time and um, well really rationalize and intellectualize through it and explain and say well that's what what was going on with me at the time and that's what I felt and that is because of this you know because I have the benefit of hindsight nowadays because I can look back at this guy that I was dating or that man who who I was in love with you know I can I, and I can extract I can extract my experience out of that and I can summarize and I can say yeah well I have been leaning towards being a Lilith, being a Siren at the time because I was frustrated because uh, a few men named me that or perceived me that way and it left an imprint on me and so I behaved according to that uh, because I almost felt like this is the expectation of men that they would expect me to behave this way and that there is no way that I can project anything else. So I was just going along with that and exploring the the possibilities of that uh, that place, let's put it this way. So anyways, there was this guy that I, that I craved a lot, that I wanted to be with, that I loved, really. Um, maybe not loved in like the wholesome sense, but I really had a really bad crush on him. And a lot of my songs are revolving around that guy, and I'm not gonna name his name, uh, but he will reappear in other albums as well. Uh, songs that pertain to him, and songs that were written because of him, they surface uh, on other albums as well. So, because I was into this guy, um, essentially I wrote this song. And uh, I think without further ado, let's dive into the lyrics. I'll read through the lyrics, and I think most of it is pretty self-explanatory. Again, it's not the Overcome album. There is not like, um, there is not a layer after layer after layer of meaning or anything like this. No, it's pretty straightforward and unapologetic. So let's read. The intro opens with the words, I'll call you and you'll come to me. Then the verse goes on like this. I'm deep in your heart on the edge of sanity, in a sea unexplored, on an isle of your secret desires. You feel safe when on shore, in the sands of consciousness. But one day you won't wait anymore, then you'll have, then you'll leave for my tempting coasts. I call you, so step on board. Watch the waves crashing by, the sun fades with your virtue. I see fear in your eye. Your iris is my secret lagoon. You'll be safe in my arms and secure inside of me. You'll sell your soul for my charms and risk your life in my storms. You want a paradise in my hell, the one in me. I'll sing to lead you through the tempest and you'll come to me. I'll push you up, I'll throw you down, I'll make you bleed, I'll drain you dry. 
I'll shut you up, I'll drown you down. I'll drive you mad and lewd and high. You want your sweetest dreams become true. I know them all. I'll sing and lead you through the tempest to share your fall. Dive into the deep and find me there. Dive into the deep and catch me there. Dive into the deep and take me there. Dive into the deep and jazz me there. I'll give you all the pleasures you suppressed. I'll bring you satisfaction and happiness. I'll be yours to your last breath, to your last heartbeat. Then I'll take your life. These are the entire lyrics. See, I didn't even, you know, didn't even stop to announce when, you know, when are the verses or hooks or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, you get the gist of this song. There is a brighter aspect to it. It's obviously kind of a playful, romantic, uh, seductive uh, song. And at the same time, in the end, it says, then I'll take your life, which is, uh, which brings a darker edge to this song. And there is a reason for it. Uh, the reason for such an ending that doesn't sound like a happy ending at all is not because I've uh, felt any malice towards men. No, I didn't want to take anyone's life. Um, and it is also not about that I wanted to per se to put down, you know, men or do something like this. Yes. Of course, I was frustrated because I was into that guy and that guy was out of my reach and uh, he would be out of my reach for, you know, a couple more years. And um, I was frustrated with my ex-boyfriend whom I've left at that point. And um, I was into this guy and I couldn't do much. So a lot of this that is laid out here in this song is kind of wishful thinking because you know, I'll call you and you'll come to me. That's what I wanted to think back in 2012. Uh, I wanted him to be with me. I wanted him to come to me. He had a girlfriend and I wanted somehow to compel him to be with me. And that was extremely difficult because he had never been with a girl like myself. It was difficult. Uh, and I was frustrated about this, and uh, so this is part seductive, part frustration shining through here. And now the reason for this last line that says, then I'll take your life, this is a kind of sad, sarcastic um, reference to my dreams, especially my earlier dreams, uh, because in my dreams over the years, uh, and definitely at that time period as well, in 2011, 2012, 2013, later, quite often it was the case that in my dream, when I would finally be with a man, when I would finally meet someone, it might be a warrior, it might be a, um, oh gosh, uh, one of the SWAT team members, something like that, I had dreams like that, um, a warrior is a more common one. Not a prince, but a warrior, or a gladiator, someone like that, or a soldier. I would meet that man in my dream, and I would want to be with him. You know, he would save me, or he would open a door for me, 
in the dream where he would, would save me out of a situation, out of a dreadful situation, catastrophic situation. And then when I would kiss him, it would kill him. And this happened in so many of my dreams that whenever I would touch the man or whenever I would kiss the man that I like, that I like in the dream, who turns out to be a good man, it would kill him sometimes and very often it would be the case. Somehow, and I don't quite know why was that happening, uh, it kind of subsided in my modern dreams, but it was the case heavily in um, um, somewhere roughly between 2002-2003 all the way for the following decade. It was a very prominent, um, prominent thing all across my dreams. So that's the reference to the dreams, uh, and uh, without that reference, you might you might think that it has something to do with uh, malicious intent towards men. No, I've never exp I've never felt any hatred towards men. I didn't. I could be upset or I could be angry with a particular man. I could be really enraged with a particular man, but you know, if I'm trying to seduce a man, apparently I don't hate him. And, uh, of course, I don't want to take his life. I want to have a life with him. So there's a difference. So, as you can see through the lyrics, this is a, well, a romantic song with a dark edge. Let's put it this way. And with that being said, let's move on to the music analysis, shall we? So let's start with uh, that this song is in D minor. It's, um, in my estimation, the way I always felt about D minor is that it is uh, a light uh, blue-green color key. It is relatively sad, but it's not as dark as um, B-flat minor, for example. So it's... So it's a relatively sad key, at least the way I personally feel about it. And um, uh, I guess let's do it the way we usually do it. I will turn around the mic to my laptop and I will play the intro from this song. Then I'll stop it right before the verse and then I'll comment and um, yeah, let's listen. So, uh, you see, the instrumentation here in the intro is very sparse. It's very spaced out, it's very airy, and it's very sparse. But the underlying chord progression that's going on there goes like this. It starts with a G minor, 
here there is a G minor minus seven then an E flat uh, major minus seven now this is an interesting chord because here in fact we have a D minor um, D minor plus seven with a C sharp there, right? And a nine, and it's played in the uh, instrumentation. It's played from. It's a descending line. Even so, not exactly. There's not an A there. This little uh, figure is borrowed essentially from Slipknot uh, Prelude 3.0. There is a similar figure. It's not exactly the same figure, but the logic is the same. So this is the sixth here, uh, B flat. The bass is D, uh, is D, then it becomes an F, but this figure on top remains the same. So it's an E, C sharp, B flat here. fourth A and an A major uh, minus seven and then we're going into the verse let's listen to the verse going on there we're starting out with a fairly uh, standard chord progression we're starting with a G minor minus seven I am deep in your heart on the edge of sanity in a sea unexplored going on here we've got a G minor minus seven 
I am deep in your heart. C major minus seven. I'm on the edge of sanity. On the edge of sanity. A minor minus seven. D major minus seven. Then again, G minor minus seven. In a sea unexplored. Again, same G minor minus 7, um, C major minus 7, A minor minus 7, D major minus 7. Then it starts to change. It, it starts to change a little bit. You feel safe when on shore in the sense of consciousness. Same plan on shore, C major minus seven, and in the sense of consciousness. So there is an F major minus seven, and then a B flat major minus seven. Then we're going to a, a G minor minus seven again. But one day you won't wait anymore. Suspended fourth A, A major suspended fourth. Well, it's not a major. Then you live for my tempting cause, tempting cause, which goes into a uh, E flat major minus seven. And then we're going back to the theme, um, which was uh, in the intro. So again, down to G minor. I call you. So step on board. So it's again G minor minus seven. I call. Flat major minus seven. going to the second verse. Let's listen. It's going to be the same chord progression again in the second verse. And then I'm going to get to the hook and uh, and I will comment there. I'm sick 
section so we're diving right after uh, right after the second verse and and then we're going into G minor minus 7 G minor minus 7 is going to be a frequent occurrence on this song Here. There was a G minor minus seven, A major minus seven, and then there is a D minor again. That same interesting chord, D minor plus seven nine. Then the same chord on the uh, on the base of F. G minor minus seven. Major minus seven. In May. So you see the vocal hangs on the E on the nine of the chord, right? Again, D minor plus seven. Nine. Back to G minor minus seven. I'll sing to A major minus seven. Minus seven to lead you through the You see there is a little bit of a melodic uh, of a melodic minor here going up. Lead you through the tempest. And there is a B natural in the bass. This is a diminished chord, diminished uh, seven chord on the bass of B natural. Then this chord changes into a B flat major. So then there's a B flat major plus seven with that A in the melody hanging up there. A uh, major minus seven. Bum, bum. 
chord underneath is D minor minus 7, 9 this time. So you see there is a huge difference. The coloration is different when it is a uh, D minor plus 7, 9. it is softer and it is a D minor minus 7 9 once again the plus 7 the minus 7 so you see the minus 7 sounds sort of smoother and there is more tension in the uh, D minor plus 7 9 chord all right so then after that we're moving into the bridge and uh, let me or should I call it a middle section? Let's play it. Essentially, this is there is a an ascending bass line, a synthetic bass line that goes uh, D, It's not a lot, it's really only three chords, if you think about it. It's a D minor. A D minor, then after that there is a diminished seven chord. Uh, a diminished seven chord on the um, base of E. And then goes into a G minor minus seven again. And melodically, this is what's going on there approximately. I'll try it down, I'll make you bleed, and train you try, I'll shut you up, I'll drown you down, I'll drive you mad and high. I'll push you up, I'll throw you down, I'll make you bleed, I'll train you try, I'll shut you up. Approximately. Approximately. I'm not warmed up, so I'm not necessarily chasing that. I'll shut you up. I'm playing at the same time, so it's kind of difficult. But you get the point, right? And then after that, we're moving straight into the hook. Let's play the hook, and then after that, there is going to be the middle section, which is going to be, again, different. And that's where I will pause and comment. All right, let's play.
Okay, I'll stop it there because this quieter uh, middle part, right? It is one uh, single chord chain. There are four chords and they're repeating themselves over and over and over again, four times. So we have a B flat major. octave um, uh, phrase that goes that runs through four chords and it goes down and I apologize for not hitting the notes you know every every time because it's it's kind of difficult you know first of all it's pretty high <laughs> And second, I'm just I'm I'm playing at the same time, and this is once again I've never played these songs on keyboard, so I have to watch out, you know, to play the correct chords, you know, and kind of my attention is a little split. Anyways, I don't want to over apologize as well. So you see the point here in the middle, and this middle sets up the stage for this more active sequence, we've, which we've started to listen to, right? And that is the outro. I will rewind a little bit and play this outro once again, and you will see the difference. There is the outro outro now before we go to the outro outro the, the very less um, dying out section the fade out section so here is where we are combining two elements of the song on one hand uh, the outro is reminiscent of the hook on the other hand it also incorporates 
uh, the elements from the previous part, which was This vocal line back in the uh, harmonic, the harmonics, right, in the uh, backing vocals, it continues, it, con it continues to descend that because it matches with uh, these new uh, chord progression, right, which is different. It, it, it was, on the previous section, it was B flat major, C major, A minor, minus 7, D major. And now, in this outro, it is... Plus seven, D major minus seven. I'll bring you satisfaction and happiness. I'll be yours. To you, to you, to your last breath. Uh huh. G minor, minus 7. Then I'll take, again, B flat minor, your life. So there is a, an A uh, suspended fourth, A major, and then it repeats itself over and over. So here's the chord progression. G minor, minus 7, B flat minor, F major plus 7, D major minus 7, G minor minus 7, B flat minor, F major plus 7, D major minus 7, G minor minus 7, B flat minor, F major plus 7, D major minus 7, and then again. G, uh, G minor minus 7, B flat minor, and then a, uh, a suspended fourth, and A, a major uh, minus 7. Then I'll take your life. That's how it ends, basically. So you see it incorporate, and all the time in the back there is this. descending lines from the previous middle section, they just continue rolling like waves, like they're diving and diving and diving and diving. That's the whole point. Uh, and the outro, outro of the song, let's listen to it. I'll rewind just a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So essentially the fade out section, the very last uh, section of the song, is a repetition of the same chord progression, exactly like in the outro, right? So it's a G minor minus seven. Then a B flat minor into the G. Seven. Find me there and find me there. D major, D major minus seven, and then again. It's difficult. And this is where the song ends, basically. So that's the music analysis. Uh, I apologize for not hitting those higher notes all the time consistently. As I said, it is difficult. With that being said, let's move on to the next section, shall we? So as you can hear, Siren is, um, it's not exactly a romantic, uh, soft, chill kind of song. No, it isn't. It's pretty dramatic, and it has a darker edge to it, and it's kind of sad at the same time. Uh, I hope that I've explained the background for this song, and I hope that you've heard in the lyrics uh, what is it all really about. It is kind of romantic in its own way. It is, um, also pretty sad, because... The way I've seen it at, uh, at the time, back in 2012 when I was writing this song, I think I felt like, well, you know what, it's not just that the siren is calling for the lonely sailor to go find her, it's also that the siren herself is pretty lonely. And I was that lonely, I, I was that lonely siren. And I wanted that specific, particular sailor to set foot into his boat and and travel across the seas, across the high seas and storms, and find me. And uh, I would sing to that sailor, and I would keep him alive, and I would be like a shining star for that sailor, and I would guide him. And then when he would find me, then... <sighs> As I said, this last line, then I'll take your life, uh, it, it also, by the way, I want to sort of wrap it up on a more positive note because one can see it as um, as a rather negative line you can see it as well whatever you touch you kill it something like this and that's not what I meant per se it's like an open door it's open for interpretation because you could also see it as well then I will take your life meaning that I will take your lonely life 
and you will not be lonely anymore. There's gonna be the two of us, and that's the beginning of a new life. You could see that way too. So that doesn't erase the darker, uh, the darker edge of the song. It's still pretty dark. Uh, I guess because of the time and the circumstances um, of when it was written. But, you know, you could see it in a more positive light, that's all I'm saying, basically. And uh, I think this is where I'm going to be wrapping up this episode. Uh, next track is going to be two. That's a pretty upbeat song, and I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to covering it. In case you haven't heard any of my music, I, of course, want to urge you to check out... Uh, my music on all major streaming platforms just look for Catherine Corelli the link is going to be in the description to this episode or you can just type in Catherine with a C and Corelli with a C and you will find me if you like any of my music please feel free to share it with your friends and family and uh, listen to it yourself add it add my songs to your playlist wherever you are streaming it might be uh, Spotify or it might be Apple music or iTunes Amazon Deezer and uh, even YouTube. And if you're going to check me out on YouTube, and if you're going to check me out on YouTube, of course, I would urge you to also check out my playlist that I have there. Uh, like Cat Talk, that is not necessarily uh, about music, but Cat Vibes contains a lot of my recording sessions when I'm recording drums or guitars or vocals for Seraphic Tears. Uh, album or something along those lines. So you might you might want to check it out. And if you like my content, please follow me and share it, share it, share it. Add my songs or my videos or whatever to your playlist. I will appreciate this. All right. I also want to uh, invite you to check out my other business, which is uh, skin health and aromatherapy products such as soaps, uh, body lotions, lip balms, bath bombs, that kind of stuff. I want to. I uh, invite you to check out southerncaracol.com. This is my website. Pick something for yourself. We have a variety of soaps with you know various flavors and in different sizes uh, that are specifically designed to cleanse and heal your skin. So in, if you have psoriasis, eczema, dry skin due to diabetes or something along those lines, you might want to check out these soaps because they're all natural. And we have a skin uh, health line of soaps and lotions which are specifically designed to mitigate uh, these uh, nasty ailments and to actually heal your skin. And with that being said, I'm going to be wrapping up this episode. Thank you for staying with me. Thank you for checking out this episode and spending your time here. I appreciate you. I love you and you'll hear me on the next episode. Arrgh.